otherwise on SAFM. And a very good Friday to you, Mzansi. I'm Shadow Tala, and welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My producer is Hazel Makuzeni, and Rob Parkin is our technical producer for today. You may reach us on 0892102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweets at otherwise safm or at Shadow Tala. Now, I'm very excited. Renard Hila from Goa, India, Patrick San Francisco is in Cape Town to share his unique healing techniques. Patrick travels the world to heal, teach, and speak on many topics about changing consciousness. You may want to listen very carefully to the show and possibly even call in if you're moved. He's in the studio with me, but before that, there are many Women's Day celebrations. Marlene LaRue shares the smuggers board that is offered at Artscape Women's Humanity Arts Festival. And finally, master comedian David Gao talks about blacks only. 10 years later, showing tonight at the Grand Arena. So usually at this time I give you our lunch bite, but I've asked Patrick, who's my guest and our healer, to give us his lunch bite. Namaste, Patrick. Namaste to you, Shadows. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. And you asked me for a lunch bite, I could only tell you a mantra, which, so I live with myself. Mm-hmm. And that is, look in the past and in in behind, behind you with, with understanding. Look in the future with faith and look around you now with love and you can't go wrong. I love that. Books and stories, words and language, reading, writing and reflections all on SAFM Literature with me, Nancy Richards, every Sunday on SAFM between 1 and 4. Make it a date. Otherwise, on SAFM. Now, Patrick, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited. So just to tell our listeners as well, if I sound a bit out of sorts, then it's because of the effect Patrick has on me or what I've read about him. I went on Google and Googled him and he's done so many, so many things around the world. But um, he also does not look like, you know, your ordinary healer. He's got long hair that grows past his shoulders. He's got, he's like the guy you'd meet at the beach, you know, you look like a rock star and a beard that's uh, trimmed but you know is never cut and what's the look about i mean as a healer because we expect healers to look almost godlike well actually uh i prefer short hair it suggests that i grew my hair long for the carnival and my wife said it looks good so keep it <laughs> and says so i've stuck with the beard and the hair and what the wife says it goes eh? absolutely <laughs> you don't want to mess around with oh, that no, oh no i'm smart <laughs> but now healer Fly, I mean, you know, everyone, people must roll their eyes and go, oh, not another healer. What should we understand when people say they're healers? Well, the first thing is that nobody is a healer. Not myself, not anybody. It's the energy that heals, it's divine energy. We just, uh, we're just conduits of that energy. We cannot take that credit. And when did you find out you you had the the, 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 the energy or when did you find out you were the conduit? Because you studied medicine, you studied accounting, you studied law. I mean, how do you then find yourself working full-time as a healer? Well, actually, I didn't find out. It just happened to me. My brother was ill. I was four years old. And I was told as a kid that God is there to keep us all happy and healthy and good. So I said, God's not doing his job. My brother is ill. 
So I went out in the garden and yelled at him and said, Fix my brother. You're supposed to keep us all happy. Don't watch your cricket match or whatever you're doing there. Come come down and fix my brother. I went into my brother. I spoke to God. You'll be fine. In 10 minutes, the fever was gone and he was ready to play in the garden. And no one took me seriously. I was just a kid of four, so... Did you touch him? Did no, you, I just went into him. You say the words? I just went and said, I told God he'll make you okay. So... Does it mean we don't recognize this about ourselves? Firstly, does it exist in all of us? Absolutely. Nobody is different. I'm not different. Nobody is different. You see, the point is, we lack faith. We say we have faith, so long as things are going our way. But the moment things don't go our way, then we lose that faith. Mm -hmm. But true faith is not actually that things go your way. True faith is knowing that if it comes to you, it's meant for you. If it doesn't come, it was not meant for you. Is knowing it? Is in the knowing. What about belief? Well, people ask me if I believe in God and I say, no, I don't believe in God. Now, that's usually shocking and I'm met with stares of like, what are I'm we doing? I'm staring at you now. I know, Shadow. You mentioned him earlier and now you don't believe in him. What? Exactly. I don't say I believe I'm a human being. I say I know. To believe is to doubt. Ah. Knowing is the certainty. Ah. So when you've experienced God, you know, you don't have to believe. You go around the world, you teach people how to heal themselves and heal other people. And I know you're running workshops in Cape Town. We're going to tell people all about that. But how do you, how do you get to heal people, first of all? Because I need some healing right now. So I'm hoping that by the end of this show, I shall be so healed. And not only me, but everybody else around us. Well, actually, it's the energy that flows through your body that heals you and heals the patients around you who you're directing the energy to. But the reality of it is, I just didn't know what healing was. I was just a kid who was getting really upset with God because... Once people started getting healed, I would come back from kindergarten and there would be this group of people at home. When my friends were playing, I had to be doing healing. I didn't even know what that was. And I was really upset. I said, why aren't you doing your work? I am losing my playtime here. People would come to me and say, heal my kidneys. And I didn't even know what a kidney was. I was just a kindergarten <laughs> you know, child. And I'd say, whatever he said, just do it, please. Let me go play. And so during work. that process, what are you talking to God again? Are you talking to a higher power? What are you doing? Ah, talking is a mild word. I was yelling. I was so upset with God. I, I, I had actually at that time thought that, you know, he's not doing his, his job and I, everyone's coming and asking me, why me? Why, not, why don't they ask themselves? This went on till 1987. In 1987, uh, you know, going about in India, we have something called a good time, an auspicious time to do something. And unfortunately, the good time is never a good time. It's something ungodly, like 2.22 in the morning or something like that. Mm. So they were opening a factory and at this auspicious time, and I was there with my friend's factory. And I began to see these weird colors. I use the word weird simply because I've never seen these colors on the, on the planet before. And I said, wow, I really need some coffee here. I went and had a coffee and the colors didn't go away. So I began... Is Did anyone see them while you were... No, only just me. And I said, my God, what am I seeing? Is this an LSD trip or something? What was in that coffee? Or mm-hmm. I really began to, to wonder. So I walked outside with some fresh air. And then I saw these colors all over in nature. Please have some water if you need to. No, fine. Okay. All over in nature. And what they were doing was... There was a color of energy which was binding a leaf to the tree. 
And when the color faded, the leaf would drop. So I said, hey, I can use this like a glue to fix broken bones. Use colors? It's the color of energy. There was one color that was opening a flower. So I said, I can use this to dilate the air passages of, of asthma patients. So by seeing which each, the task each color had in nature, I realized I could harness them like a toolbox and work on a patient with them. And that started my healing ministry, if you want to call it that. It's, I think it's a very uh, pompous word, but I then began to use these colors. I think God just got tired of me yelling and screaming at him and said, here, take the colors, now go do it yourself. And then I'm stuck with them. So your toolbox is actually colors. colors. Your, your medicine bag yes. is, is, is just colors. Absolutely. And you call on them. Yes, that went on for some time until one day I saw a couple very much in love walking hand in hand. And I heard this weird music. I, I just couldn't figure it out. And whenever I saw that couple, I would hear this music. And I realized this is a tune, a celestial tune for relationships. And when I saw things, people work, things were falling into place for people, I could hear another tune. I knew this is a tune f- to heal situations. So, by so you have tunes for every healing you do. So when you've used the colors in your medicine box, the success is when you hear the tune. No, not really. You see, uh, when I heal with the colors, I heal normally physical ailments, medical ailments. But people come to me with situational problems, court cases or relationship problems, then I use the tunes for relationship. I use the tunes for situations. <laughs> and it is so marvelous. This is so Shadow. unbelievable. <laughs> Isn't it scary for you to know that you have this power or the no, energy? I, it's not that I have it. You all, all of you have it, but you just don't listen to the tunes. We don't look at the colors. So that's sort of thing. How do we develop it then? No Does self. positive thinking have no, anything to do with it? positive thought is no, no good without positive feeling behind it. You can think positive, but if you don't feel positive, what's the point? And to think about it, human nature, we have been brought up on negativity. You know, if the newspaper says all the planes landed safely today, will you buy that paper? (laughs) You see, that's not how negative we are. You say one plane had a near miss or a crash, everybody buys the paper. So we're brought up on negativity. So it's very difficult. Do we manifest it because of our negative thoughts? To some extent, yes, we Mm. do. So how do we reverse that? Because we have been conditioned in many ways. And, I, you know, I've had discussions on this radio station with different people about different ailments and the way we, we're not confident and, and we, we don't recognize our own leadership. We don't recognize the power we have. All of it ends up with us not feeling confident enough. And some people blame apartheid. Some people blame colonialism. Some people blame uh, slavery and all those kinds of things. Now, having gone through that whole system of negative thought, are you able to walk us through to, to the light, if speaking in your terms? It's actually very simple. To give you a very good idea is just this. If I tell you a funny joke, and it's truly funny, you laugh, won't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. The moment you finish laughing, if I repeat the joke to you, will you laugh? No. Mm-mm. You may smile. If I repeat the same joke the third time, you're, you will throw your I'm shoe bored, at me. Yeah. <laughs> but if I insult you, you will feel bad and hurt. And if I repeat the insult a thousand times after that, you will still feel bad and hurt. Why is it you can feel the hurt and insult a thousand times, but not see the humor in a joke more than once? This is human. We are so negative. So what I do for people is just this. I strip you of that negativity. When I heal people, I'm not so interested in their pain 
or in their suffering or their illness. I use healing as a wire media to let them know that there's a bigger picture out there. I give them a taste of what I call the absolute and I don't need the vodka. <laughs> I'm, talking about regular, I'm talking about the absolute as in the infinite. And I give them the taste of that picture and then they seek more. And then they walk through this minefield of negativity and then they find what life is all about. Today we live our life merely surviving, living life. Don't live life, be life. When do we know, if you, when you've opened up all the proper energies or removed the negativity, how do we know we have arrived at the, at the truth? For lack of a better word, I'm calling it the truth. But how do we know we've arrived at that destination that makes us um, know the truth? Well, it's very simple. Think of the energy on which you run your life. You run your life on the energy of fear. You eat well because you fear for your health. Fear for death, actually. Well, you fear death, you fear for your health, you fear for your wealth, you fear for your reputation, you fear for your loved ones, you fear God. You're living your whole life in fear. Mm. How can you be happy? How can you be positive? It's the idea of happiness is elusive. You know, when do I know I'm happy? Because I'm, I'm, you know, all of us want it, and all of us think we recognize happiness. No. But when you found it, how do you know it you is have, happiness? You haven't found it. You see, because you look at happiness as a feeling, it is not. We keep saying, if I get this, I'll be happy. If this thing happens, I'll be happy. That's not happiness. That's grat gratification. True happiness is an attitude. I'm happy anyway. I don't need anything to make me happy because I'm happy anyway. I have no more fear. I'm happy. Wow. And you can get us there. Absolutely. So, there's something also, I mentioned to you that earlier, there was something right about you. And you said there's no right. Uh, what do we, how do we look at right and wrong? We are in no position to judge. That's what puts us on the wrong foot with the divine. We, try, we assume the responsibility of judgment. What do we know about people or anything? What do we know about anything? Let me ask you a question, Shadow. Have you eaten vanilla ice cream? Yes, before. S several times? Can you explain the flavor to me? <laughs> I'll think about that when we come back. We can take your calls as well. 0892 10 Patrick San Francesco is my guest and he's a healer and hopefully he touches all of us positively today and will tell you all about where you can meet him and, and, and take the workshops after this. It's a whole new world on SABC2. Tonight, catch Denver Pokanas as he finds South Africa's gems in small towns Moelup at 7 p.m. Join Johan Stemmet on the award-winning music game show Nut for Nut at 7.30 p.m. Sutu News relay all the local and global news at 8.30 p.m. Mubango at 9 p.m. And our hit drama Khabo Sekhangwe at 9.30 p.m. It's your new world on SABC2. Follow us on Twitter or like our Facebook page to get all the updates on the changes. Otherwise, on SAFM. Patrick offers workshops to teach his energy healings techniques as well as talks on raising one's 
consciousness, and this is what I'm trying to get out of him at the moment, but I may not be asking the right questions on your behalf. I expect you to call in if you'd like to ask him any questions. 0892 10 20 10. Uh, just before we went to break, Patrick asked me about what my description of vanilla uh, ice cream. And I, I can't remember what it tastes like. I know it's sweet. I know it has a vanilla flavor, which I cannot quite uh, break down. Exactly. The reason I asked you this is to show you how meager our intelligence is. We think we know so much about everything. We know nothing. We are like little kids in front of a TV set, trying to figure out how all the people got into that box. <laughs> At the end of the movie, he's never not figured it out, nor has he enjoyed the movie. Sit back, enjoy the movie. To realize happiness is to sit back and experience life, not to try to analyze it, not to place the blame game. Why is this happening? It's his fault, my fault. It's, I blame the government. No. You are unhappy because you are unhappy. Because you don't know who you are. That's a good question, Shadow. Mm. Who are you? That's the thing. I think if we're not happy, it's because we don't know who we are. That's why we look for validation from other people. And I will tell you who you are. You have one face for your employer, one face for your, your subordinates, one face for your friends, one face for your relatives, one face, special one for your mother-in-law. You have so many faces, you don't know your real face anymore. The day you strip off these masks, and find your true self, you'll find that same self in everybody else. And that is the God in everybody. That is the oneness. And that is where you find your happiness too. Because when you're happy, you won't hurt anybody. But then my, my friends won't like my other faces. Exactly. <laughs> but when they see your true face, it beams out pure kindness, love, and happiness. When you smile without a mask, you smile with the calmness of peace, you smile with the softness of kindness, you smile with the radiance of happiness, and you smile with the warmth of love. We've got a call from Cape Town, anonymous caller. Hello, welcome. Hello, caller. I am so grateful for Patrick on the line. I've been to India seven times, and um, it's not often that somebody can verbalize exactly the way I live life. I grew up in a very difficult home. I um, developed later on a horrible, horrible eating disorder. I'm just over 50 years old and eventually went for counseling and therapy. And over the years, I was like an uh, onion, getting rid of all the layers and layers and layers and layers, the pretenses to the outside world, the mask, etc., etc. Now, I can fully understand what he says. Absolutely fear. Just live in the moment. You need absolutely nothing except that core in your being. And whether you're in the middle of the desert with no water, whether you're in the middle of the whether it doesn't matter where you are, you're always happy. You're always content. You always just appreciate life. Like what he said, they do not live life, be life. And I had to go through absolute, absolute hell to get to that point where I um, got rid of all the extras. And I didn't, in my professional life, um, I convey that to most of my clients. I'm in the legal profession, and it, it, it is just amazing. Without anybody knowing any about my personal life, how you can help people with pain, etc., etc., going through this life lessons. But the biggest thing is, I wanted to change. And that was the motivation, because I look at life, and I thought, this cannot be life. This is not God, was, God wanted for us, like just the rat race, money, status. That means absolutely, absolutely nothing. 
But it's just for me very, very sad. That's probably about one or two percent, if that is the amount of people really understand what Patrick is talking about. Well, Thank anonymous, so um, anonymous. I, 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 I'm hoping to see you then at the workshops and and just come and drink more from Patrick's well. Yeah, thank you so, so much. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thank you. Let's speak with Simon from Limpopo. Simon, hello. Hello, good day. How are you, Sarah? Good, thank you. Thanks. Uh, thanks for me to enter. I was listening to Patrick yesterday on uh, Metro and family. That's the matter that I was without a time and I was needed of a help. Okay, talk uh, to him. He's listening. Yes. Patrick, I, I, I am not, I'm unemployed maybe for plus minus 10 years, and even my things when coming to relationships, they just go upside and down. I don't know what is happening. I'm crying for a healing. Okay, Simon, I'll do the healing for you this very moment. Just close your eyes and relax for just half a minute, and I've done the healing, okay? Yes. Consider it done. You're okay now, Simon. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Well, Simon, I want you to come back to me in a few weeks and just tell me what has changed in your life. Thanks, thanks, Shadow. I have 10 years, 10 years without waking, Shadow, 10 years. You see, my family broke down, you see, it's a pain. Maybe stop telling that story because you've just been healed. Yes, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. We'll we'll take your calls. Oh eight nine two ten twenty ten. How much of what you do? And I I just saw that healing. I don't know how it happened. Close your eyes. You're healed. I I don't know if I should ask you about the technicalities of all of that. And uh, but how much of what you do is 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 informed by the medicine that you studied? Well, actually. The medicine is just there to help the patient gain confidence because they're conditioned to, to talk medical terms and to speak the language of medicine. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. You see, the point is the real healing happens when I tell somebody something. As a healer, people come to me with all sorts of problems. Relationship, this, that. Shall I keep my job? Shall I leave my job? How can I give them that advice? So I lose myself and I only speak with the voice of the universe. So I know the words that leave my lips. I listen to those words myself sometimes, shocked what they're saying. But then I allow myself just to be merely the mouthpiece of the universe. No credit to me. I'm just a conduit. So by Simon just closing his eyes and you saying you're healed, was that to test his beliefs? Not to test, but he needs it now. And it's the only thing he, he's been seeking, I guess. Uh, and because he's hit rock bottom, that means you see, it's it's a little different shadow it's like this that he was able to get me on the line in your in your radio show means he was ready to receive the healing mm. otherwise he would have been trying and probably would not have got through or something that he was there so the time was right absolutely moses and kimberly hello hello how are you good thank you what can we okay. do for you patrick is listening i i have a problem i have a very serious problem tell us my family dies almost every second year and last week i buried my my brother we used to be nine in the family and uh, i'm the only one now with uh, who is left my mother my father died in 95 my wife died in 2011. i'm so worried i don't know whether i am going to be the next in 2017. well patrick well it's very simple and, really and i would also like to have the number of the healer please okay no, okay let's talk about this death you see know that everybody has to die one day it's one of the only certainties in life is that is there's death 
that people die today or tomorrow or a thousand people die in one day. It doesn't really matter at the end, at the end of the day that we all have to go. And do not fear death. Death is a release from your body. Mm. Today your consciousness is just merely what your body knows and thinks and, and how it behaves. When you die, you leave your body behind and your consciousness then joins with the, with the universe, with God, then, with the divine. The other, the other problem is that I have a problem with my uh, employer. You know, I've been dismissed just for nothing two, two times now. I'm sitting at home without a job, yet I'm educated. Okay. Just visualize your employer for a second. Okay. Okay, I made him into a pussycat. Don't worry about it. <laughs> But you must, you must have your number. No, we will give details uh, when, when you will find. There you go. There you go. I Thank you. you. Love you too. Okay, that's Moses and Kimberly. Patrick is in the studio. I laugh because, you know, there's a sense of humor. What you do, you've just made him a pussycat. So just don't worry about him. He doesn't exist because he has a purpose in his life, exactly. does he not? Exactly. Otherwise, on SAFM. We're talking healing with Patrick. Patrick, before I take my next call, how, how, what's my question? How seriously should people take this? You know, because I, I know it sounds frivolous, you know, close your eyes and, and you'll be fine. Uh, how seriously should people take this? That's the problem, Shadow. We all take our lives too seriously. We take ourselves too seriously. Mm. Don't be serious. Life is full of fun and laughter. The world is your playground. Enjoy it. You know what happens if you and I, your brother and sister, we go up, my dad takes us to the amusement park. You look at the roller coaster and say, hey, look, that doesn't look very safe. I hope they have an annual maintenance contract on that. So dad says, okay, Patrick, you go on the, on the roller coaster. So he says, okay, Shadow, have some ice cream. Dad, but that's high cholesterol. <laughs> so I eat the ice cream and go on the roller coaster. You stand there stressed. That's how people live their lives today. How can you be happy? Joe in Johannesburg, hello. Hi, good day. Good day to Patrick. Um, I have uh, studied this field, or researched in this field of consciousness, and I've uh, been on this journey for quite some time now, a few years. So I know a few of the universal principles like living with love and gratitude. I just feel that Patrick mentioned a few pertinent things about uh, going through the minefield, and I just feel like always stuck in the minefield. It's, it's like I can never get over there. Like, I've read so much about consciousness, I've, met, I've read about spiritual teachers, like, Dr. Wayne Dyer and so forth, and Louise L. Hay, and I've learned so many principles from it, but to, to apply those principles and get beyond the minefield is where I'm always sort of stumbling. So I'd like to you to comment on that, please. Okay, first thing is stop the reading, start the doing. Okay. When you right. read too much, you analyze too much, you think too much, and you don't go anywhere. And also know one thing, there is no path, a simple path, the word path already presupposes a distance. When God is within you, you need no, no path at all. So find the God within you and therein lies that the minefield vanishes and therein lies your true happiness. Do not assume to take a journey or a path. It's all within you. Okay. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, Joe. Um, yeah, there are all these self-help books that talk yeah. about the journey and the path. And I must say, I've, I've collected quite a lot of them. And you read them, and you do mantras, and you do meditations. And how important is meditation in in that path of finding oneself or finding God within you? Well, fr frankly, I don't do any meditation myself, and I never have done. 
because I find what people call meditation sitting in a corner for half an hour trying to connect like a telephone exchange with some higher power. Then they come out of the, of the power and then they're screaming at the taxi driver and what is the big deal of that med- meditation? You think you're a telephone exchange? See, On a hotline. True meditation is doing whatever you're doing and doing it 100%. So you can do that 24-7. You're present in that moment. Yes, in that moment. When you're talking to somebody, give them 100% of your being. Don't think of anything else. Make them feel so special that you give them 100%. Whatever you're doing, whether it's ironing clothes or going for a walk, give it 100%. That is meditation. And that is 24-7. Smongil in Johannesburg, hello. Hello. Patrick is listening. Yes, Patrick. I would like to find out how do I remove the nervousness or the negativity around myself. I'm a very nervous and negative person. The, the fact that you call yourself negative, you made yourself negative. Do not. Negativity is a creation of the human mind. Yeah. The human spirit is all positive, all goodness and all love. There are four selves, the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual. The first okay. three are merely instruments. Just use them. Don't allow them to use you. The moment you allow them to use you, you have found the road to negativity. So okay. allow the spiritual self to govern. Listen to that instinctive voice you hear, which is usually very uh, inconvenient, but that is the voice of the spirit. And you will never, ever be negative again. Okay. Thank you, Swangina. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Tabo in Bloemfontein, hello. Hello, and good afternoon. Hello. Uh, may I speak to Patrick? He's listening. Yes, Patrick, uh, I'm, I'm a very hard-working guy, but I've been stuck in the same position for 14 years. And that thing itself, it, uh, regarding the, the finances, it makes me suffer a lot. So what, what, can, you, what can it be done? You see, the most important thing to understand is what comes to you is for you. What doesn't come to you is not for you. You may think that you need to get a better, a bigger salary or a, a better position, but maybe the stress of that new position would be cause more damage to you than anything else. Know that the divine knows what is best for you. Okay. Okay? And be okay. content in that. The day the divine thinks that you should get more, you will. That should be your faith. Okay. And that should okay. be one's faith when they're playing the lotto as well. Eh? Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much. Michael and Nell Sprite. Yeah, how are you? Good, thank you. Patrick is listening. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. Okay. Uh, Patrick, I've got a problem. My my life is not straight. And whatever I do, I'm quite a hard worker. But whatever I do comes comes to a wall. I don't know. Can you help me? Yes, you see, don't worry. Nobody's mind is straight. (laughs) Everyone thinks in crooked, crooked lines. No one thinks in a straight line. So you just join the club. Everyone's like that. But put your best effort. The the road to happiness is by having no expectation. Give everything your best effort. Have no ex- expectation to the result. Let the divine decide when and how. So when, you, when you, the divine thinks you're ready for it, you will get it without even any effort. On your side. Thank you. Um, everyone might think this is all mumbo jumbo, but I think you've given a taste of, of how how we can heal ourselves, the road to healing ourselves, and the calls keep on coming in, but I don't want to lose the opportunity of, you know, telling people what to expect when they come to the workshop. Will they walk away with an idea of how to heal themselves? No. 
No, they will not walk away with an idea of how to heal themselves. They will walk away with an ability to heal themselves and, and others. Okay. They will know exactly how real it is. Mm-hmm. It's not about an airy-fairy thing about visualization and having a good intent and giving love and happiness and respect. It's nuts and bolts and real. You can take apart the body and put it together just like a mechanic does to your car. I want my money back from all those people who told me I must visualize. <laughs> all those books and CDs I listen to all the time. I want my money back <laughs> especially because you're not charging anything because <laughs> no one should be selling this stuff anyway so they'll come to your workshop and be able to to, to walk out of there and heal anybody of anything heal anybody not just themselves yes. other people as well. I give an example when I, I did a, a workshop in, in uh, Pasadena a lady walked out of my workshop and she, she healed a cancer patient a terminal cancer patient that very evening well, this is another thing. Is there anything we cannot heal? Well, there are some diseases that are there to take you from this world to the next. So if, when you, you come to heal a patient like that, you will find, you will come to know automatically that your healing is not working. Then work to make the patient pain-free, comfortable, happy. I see. And prepare them. I Talk see. to them about forgiveness, forgiving. Prepare That's, them for the road ahead. Yes. We all have to go one day. Daniel, you're my last caller. Hello. Daniel? Okay, Daniel is not there anymore. So tomorrow we have the full moon. Um, in fact, closer to Earth than ever. Yes. Um, it happens over a few years. How how do we how do we acknowledge the the, the, the moment if there's ever a way, and how can we grow from or grow our strengths, our energies, and see nice colors that we can use to heal people? How, how can we use the moon to, to get closer to ourselves? Well, actually, the moon's gravity has a great uh, influence on human beings and animals. So because of the gravity, when the full moon is much stronger, so it pull, tends to pull the brain to the top of the cranium. And that's why people who have wounds, they tend to bleed more or they're more painful because of this effect. A person who responds to the moon in terms of moods is called a lunatic. It comes from the word from Luna. Luna. Mm-hmm. What I do when I do a full moon meditation, on the full moon light, is I pull your brain down and protect you from the gravitational force of the moon. So you do not be a creature of the moon anymore. You are now free thinking person, not affected by stars or planets or the moon. So if we dance in the moon, I dance in the moon? You can dance anytime. Why do you wait for the moon? To celebrate the fact that it's there. To celebrate the fact that it's always it's going to come again. Why do you need something to celebrate? Celebrate every day of your life. Why do you wait for some an occasion? I want to keep you. I want to bottle you and keep you at home and talk to you all the time. For me, every day is Christmas. <laughs> Patrick is giving workshops, um, talk and healing in Cape Town. Uh, August 8th, which is tonight, 6 to 8 p.m., and that's free at Novalis Ubuntu Institute, 39 Rosmead Avenue in Weinberg, Cape Town. And then there's an introduction workshop for Women's Day also at Novalis, August 9th at 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That one you have to pay for. And there's a continued workshop which you have to pay for. It's 350 rand and 550 on the 9th, 3 to 6 p.m. Novalis Ubuntu. But if you need more information, go to the Light Movement website. So it's www.lightmovement.org and you may register. And there's also uh, at the Institute um, uh, Talking Healing tonight is for free. All day workshop tomorrow to teach his energy healing techniques and 
and a live full moon meditation at 7 p.m. And all of this is happening at the Novalis Ubuntu. And somebody asked for Patrick's number. Go to the website where you will find all details um, about Patrick. He's also on Twitter and Facebook. And where else? You on Twitter on Facebook? Honey. That's about it. That's about it. Eh? I'm going to... Uh, ask you not to leave immediately you're going to sit in the other room while i do the rest of my show because i want some healing so i can come back and tell my listeners how it felt if it felt like anything at all but how i know better and how i can touch and heal them but thank you so much for your time thank you Shadow. you're such an inspiration thank it's, you it's it's just and been so such, amazing you are coming back eh? yeah and you're such a flatterer <laughs> You are coming back, are you? Absolutely. To South Africa. I want you back. I want you in Cape Town. I want you in different places. We'll take a little break and coming back to talk to Marlene. Otherwise, on SAFM. Oscar Director of Audience Development and Education, Marlene LaRue, is on the line with me. Marlene, welcome and thank you for being patient with us. Because I know you're very, very, very busy. You're the best. <laughs> and I want to celebrate you today, um, Shadow, because you are a remarkable woman and you're an inspiration to all of us. Oh, so from the whole of South Africa, we will say, Halala to Shadow Twilo. Where did that come from? I love you. Thank you so much. Yes. Let's talk because about asking you, man. affirm other people. So it's my time to affirm you. Oh, sweetie, thank you. Let's talk about the Artscape Women's Humanity yes. Arts Festival. It started on the 6th. How is it going? How's the response been? The response are overwhelming. And uh, we, with this festival, we highlight the lack of humanity which marginalized groups face actually on a daily basis, as you know, Shadow, mm -hmm. especially by women. And this year, we're including, we have a big program for persons with disability. And um, the festival, although it coincides with Women's Day tomorrow, but it it's also about where we look at productions, that we look at the challenges of our society, mm. but also to give hope. And most of all is to look at the humanity. Where are we as a nation? So it, it's a time to reflect, a time to bring our young boys, our males, not all males, right? That we can emulate role models and that people can say, I would like to be a father like him or a leader like her. And this is what the festival is about. You know, it's the eighth year. When we look back, um, have we achieved anything over the eight years, over the seven years? And, and are we getting closer to, to what we want to achieve? We need to look at as, as a society. It's extremely important that we do have programs that implement our constitution. So this is part of our way of looking at respect for others. Because... Respect is also about respecting a woman's body. So we mustn't just apply it to our own. It's about our societal changes and mindsets that needs to change. We, obviously, we have made strides in South Africa, but we can't sit back. 20 years of democracy is absolutely nothing if we look at the bigger scheme of things, because it's a mindset that we need to change. It's a macho world. If we look at how we portray ourselves, we will be on stages and talk about that we need to be, uh, talk about gender equality. But when we go to our homes, it's totally something else. So the festival from, we started very small, it has grown. Last year we had over 3,000, 4,000 people coming through our doors. This year we see even more because we have more programs catering for the needs of everybody. We had screenings today about breasts, 
uh, uh, mammograms we had here today and also tomorrow and workshops in particular about know your rights uh, property law, if your husband divorced you, what are you entitled to as women? We need to know that rights also comes with responsibility. How do you look at an interdict? How do you access an interdict at the police services? Mm. But we're also looking at services overall as per se. When a person with a disability goes to the police to, uh, and if you're deaf, and you go to the police center and you just have been raped, there's no one that can do sign interpretation. So we okay. also Marlene, have Marlene, I, you've highlighted most of the things I want, but I'm excited and I've only got about a minute left. So yes. the, the, the excitement for me is the Women's Humanity Walk from St. George's Cathedral to Artscape and the yes. fact that you'll have your guests. And then we will stage then, uh, Desmond Tutu will relaunch his book Forgiveness at 11 o'clock. The, the walk starts at the uh, cathedral at 9 o'clock and it's about women and our people from different backgrounds starting to walk with each other and starting to talk. And then we will then go into this particular uh, launching of Desmond Tutu's book with his wonderful daughter, Reverend Humpo Tutu, at 11 o'clock. Fantastic. And more information on, on the website? www.artscape.co.za See you later, my sister. Thank you so much. Halala. Bye. <laughs> Halala. <laughs>